Hello, everyone. My name is Andrew. Hey, guys. I'm Suzanne. And this is the Qlips English Podcast. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to Qlips. You're listening to Simplified Speech, which is our series for English language learners that features clear, natural, and easy to understand English conversations about interesting topics. And joining me today is my co host, Suzanne. Hello there, Suzanne. How's it going? Hi, Andrew. Hey, everyone. Good. It's good. How about you? How's it going? I'm doing pretty well, Sue, but you know, lately I've been feeling the travel bug. It feels like it's been eons since I've visited anywhere. Yes, I know what you mean, Andrew. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, right? Yeah, but not you, Suzanne. I don't think you can relate. Yeah, I mean, I know how you feel, but you know, I was lucky enough to get to. Scratch that itch recently because for the first time in a long time, I was able to take a trip from Montreal all the way to France. Yeah, that's so great. I'm happy that you were able to take that trip. And slowly, it seems like the world is kind of returning back to normal. Yeah, yeah. Andrew, if it's all right with you, I thought we could maybe talk about my trip to France today. Yeah, that sounds good to me. And I'd be happy to talk about your trip and hear all about it, as I'm sure our listeners would be as well. But before we get into it, let's tell everyone about the study guide for this episode. Right. Yes, very important. So, you guys, we've made a study guide for this episode that includes a full transcript, a comprehension quiz. And detailed explanations of the difficult expressions and vocabulary you'll hear Andrew and I use in this conversation. That's right. Plus, you can download the study guide in a PDF file and print it off, or you can view a mobile friendly version that looks great on smartphones or tablets or computers. So, to access the study guide, everyone, you just need to visit our website, qlips.com. And sign up and become a Qlips member. Now, we also wanted to give a shout out to one of our listeners from Saudi Arabia named Za, who left us a five star rating and a very kind review on Apple Podcasts. Za wrote Hi, everyone. I want to say thank you for this podcast. I've been listening for a month and I feel like my English is getting better. And my listening is improving. Thank you very much for this podcast. And Za, thank you for writing that awesome review. Yes, thank you, Za, for the great review. We're happy you found us. Welcome to the Qlips community. Listeners, don't forget that you can help other English learners from around the world connect and learn English with us by liking, subscribing, Rating and reviewing us on your favorite podcast app or service. All right, Suzanne, so let's get into it. And why don't we start with a very basic question? And that question is out of all the places that you could visit in the world, why did you choose to go to France recently? That's a really good question, Andrew. Well, my fiance 
Olivier is from France and his family lives there. And we hadn't seen them in, you know, almost two and a half years, actually. So a little bit more than the duration of the recent pandemic. So we decided that it was time to go see our family. And I think we'll talk about this in another episode, but we also had quite a few tasks on our list to cross off regarding our wedding planning because our wedding is going to be in that same town where Olivier is from in France. So we had a lot to do for the wedding and a lot of people to see. Wow. So it sounds like you had a pretty busy time over there in France, seeing friends and family and relatives and also planning for a wedding. Suzanne, how long were you gone for? How long was your trip? We were there for about two weeks, actually. Two weeks. Two weeks. And what's it like traveling during the pandemic? It seems like things are kind of winding down with the pandemic in certain places in the world. Fortunately, here in South Korea, we still have some restrictions in place, uh, but I'm not sure if those restrictions are in place in France as well. Uh, maybe you could tell us about what it's like to travel uh, these days. Yeah, it's definitely different and a little bit confusing and frustrating because, like you said, different countries have different regulations and rules. And lately, many of the plane tickets contain layovers or stopovers. So this means you don't have access to direct flights. You have to usually make one or two stops, maybe even in another city or a different country. The problem with that is that whenever you are going to your destination country, you might check the rules, regulations regarding COVID and travel, but you also need to check the rules and regulations for your stopover or layover country. And this is where we kind of got into trouble. Oh no. <laughs> what happened? We booked these flights about two months in advance before we were going to fly. And we booked it with a Portuguese airline. And the day after we booked our flights, Portugal changed their regulations to requiring a COVID test, a PCR test to be exact. So this is the one where they swab your nose and check even a little bit more profoundly. It's a more accurate COVID test. Okay. So they changed their rules the day after we booked our flight. So we didn't know that these rules changed. And we thought that the airline would have informed us if there was a change in plan. But apparently they did not. So we didn't need a test to go to France. As long as we were vaccinated, we were fine. Now, my partner is from the European Union. He's from France. So he was able to acquire what's called a passe sanitaire de Union Européenne. So it's like the European Union sanitary pass. So it's like the vaccine pass okay. for the whole EU. 
So he was able to acquire that quickly. I applied, but because I'm not from the EU, I'm an American with a Canadian permanent residency, I don't have quick access to that kind of pass. If I did, I wouldn't have to have a test. My vaccine proof would be enough. But that wasn't the case. So we get to the airport with plenty of time for our flight on a Friday night. We usually fly at night when we go to Europe. This way we can kind of sleep all night and then wake up and it's the morning already. Sure. Good idea. Yeah. And our jet lag is a little bit minimized in that case. So we get there. We're in line. And again, even there, nobody says anything. Nobody in line. You know, sometimes they ask questions, just making sure you have your passport, just making sure you have this document that you need. Just everyone have their test results available. Nope. They didn't say that. Nothing. (laughs) And what's even worse is that apparently there is a place in the airport where you can test. They have testing sites in the Canadian airports. However, they close at a certain time. Well, you'd think that even with this information, they may even do like a last call for tests, maybe 20 minutes before the you know, testing site would close, which we were there for. We were there for sure during that period. Well, the testing sites close at 8 p.m. And it was now 8.05. And we get to the window and the attendant asks us, where are your COVID tests? And we look at each other and we look back at her and we're like, what? What COVID tests? We're going to France. We don't need COVID tests. And she's like, you do to get on the plane to Portugal. And so Olivier says, well, I have this. And she said, oh, okay, you're fine because you have the pass sanitaire for the European Union. How about you? And I said, no, but I have my vaccine proof. I don't know what else I can give you. And she's like, no, you need a test. And we said, well, we didn't know that. Nobody told us. And she said, well, there is a place you could go, but it's too late. They just closed. I'm like, gee, thanks. So (laughs) glad that you warned us for like 10 minutes ago. That would have been great information. So what we can't get on the flight. Oh, my gosh. Now... We have to book our flight to the next available flight, which is two days later, Sunday night, which means we have to rebook all of these wedding appointments that we had booked for Monday because now we weren't going to make it to those appointments. Hmm. And they have to rebook our flight. And guess what? It costs 950 extra dollars per person. No, this was total, and they quote-unquote took some charges off to be nice. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So we had to pay an extra $950 right there. And, you know, our original tickets aren't cheap either. So, you know, that's like on top of our already expensive flights because during this COVID period, it's already expensive. And it's not like these flights were direct, right? You still had to do the indirect route to Portugal and then to France. 
Exactly. Still going to be like a 12 hour, you know, whatever flight. Right. With waiting and everything. Not only that, but now we have to go and get a test. And here in Canada, for flying, for travel, you have to pay for a test. It can be between $150 to $300. So we chained the flight. Also, at this time, the woman said, oh, by the way, when we were checking our luggage, she said, well, you can take this back with you and bring it back on Sunday. But just so you know, you have a bag each included in your check-in. We're like, oh, great. So we can maybe bring two suitcases because they're free instead Mm. of just one because we thought we would have to pay. So that was a plus. Okay, so we go back home. I got my COVID test negative. All right, we're all set. We go back to the airport on Sunday and we fly to France. I just want to say this one little thing about um, the way home. On the way home, when we're checking in at in France to come back, we both had COVID tests because also we needed to get COVID tests for Canada because to return to Canada, no matter what, you need a COVID test. Um, so to fly into Canada, you need to have your vaccine passport, vaccine proof, and a COVID negative test to get on the plane. So we had that already. But when we got to the check-in, the woman said, okay, that will be 100 euros per suitcase. And we said, I'm sorry, what? And she said, yep, it's 100 euros, not dollars Canadian, not dollars US, euros per bag, not total. Usually it's like $50 maybe a bag. Mm -mm. 100 euros per bag. We said, but they were free on the way here. We would never have taken two bags that cost 100 euros. Like that's insane. (laughs) And she's like, I'm sorry, but you're supposed to pay for it. So this ticket that was kind of like a good deal at first mm-hmm. cost us an extra maybe 1200 1300 Canadian plus COVID tests, you know. It's like the price of an additional plane ticket. Yep. Or like an one and a half, I would even say. I would just say travel at your own risk. Like know that there may be extra costs incurred and really check every day because the because the regulations change so quickly without you know announcement you might need to really research where you're going to be landing even if it's for a couple hour layover you may need to get a test so lesson learned andrew lesson learned portugal who knew they had such rules wow so At the top of the episode, I said that I was happy that the pandemic seems to be winding down and the world's opening up. And it's true, I am happy about these things, but it still sounds like it's not too easy to travel from place to place. Although we can do it, there are a lot of hoops that you need to jump through uh, in regard to getting tests and Um, having your vaccination records. And uh, as you mentioned, also, there's not as many flights available as well. So you have to take these indirect 
routes to get places. So it sounds like it's quite complicated to travel these days. It is complicated and you really have to do extra work because it's not like there are general rules, right? Like, you know, when you go to the airport that you have to go through security and that you can't have liquids. Now we know that we don't bring bottles of water that are full through security. But in each country now, there are different regulations. And so it can be so confusing to have this paperwork for this layover. And if you have two stops, then you might need to even have three different, you know, dossiers or three different um, groups of information for your travel. Plus, you have to wear a mask the whole time. And usually N95 masks are the best way to go because they're going to offer you the most protection because some flights are really full. They don't adhere to or obey the rules of social distancing. So you might want a double mask or have an N95 mask. And when you wear that for hours and hours on end, it can get really, really, really annoying and uncomfortable. So that's also something to think about. It almost reminds me of some of the new rules and regulations that were put in place after 9-11, right? And I remember traveling, you know, now it seems like most of the rules are standardized across every country, but for a while there, that wasn't the case. And, uh, you know, I never knew in this country, do I have to take off my belt? In this country, do I have to take off my shoes? In this country, can I have a water bottle or not have a water bottle. It was kind of different for every place. And it just made for a lot of confusion uh, when going through airport security. And so maybe it's going to be the same situation here for the next yeah. year or two until things get settled and return back to normal. But now hearing your story, Suzanne, I'm a little bit apprehensive about traveling. Maybe I'll wait a little <laughs> bit longer before I go on any international trip. Well, I don't mean to, you know, discourage you because the actual trip, once we were there, everything was really beautiful. The countryside is gorgeous. There are vineyards and we were by the ocean, the, I should say the Mediterranean Sea. So we saw such beautiful countryside. We saw the Mediterranean and we saw the Pyrenees. So it was gorgeous and beautiful just to be in a different culture and a different environment and different air. It just felt good eating different kinds of seafood and ceviche. And there is a big Spanish influence because it's very close to Spain and Barcelona. It's the Catalan region of France. So we had some delicious food and really enjoyed a lot of meals and outings because we had our vaccine proof. And eventually I did receive my European Union pass sanitaire. So I was able to move freely throughout um, all of the restaurants and bars. So that was good. Um, you know, and seeing your family. So all in all, it was a beautiful trip. And I was really grateful to get out of Canada for a moment. But it does take work, right? It does take research and patience 
and I would say a, a sense of calm to get through all of that travel hubbub. Well, as a good warning for all of our listeners who are thinking about doing an international trip, although we can travel again to many different places around the world, thank God those travel restrictions are being eased a lot. It's still maybe not uh, a piece of cake to visit other international countries yet. Personally, I'm planning hopefully to visit Canada in the summer of 2022. So it's uh, a little way away from now, but I'm hoping by that time, uh, things will have opened up quite a bit and it won't be as difficult for me then, Suzanne, as it was for you when you visited France. Yeah. Oh, I hope I get to see you. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to plan uh, a meeting and hang out. It's been a while. I would love to get to Montreal when I visit. There's no better place than Montreal in the summer. This is true. <laughs> well i think we'll wrap this episode up here so thanks again for listening guys if you like listening to culips and learn a lot with us and find culips helpful for improving your english language skills then we would love it if you could support us there are many ways that you can do that. The best way is by signing up and becoming a Qlips member on our website, qlips.com. And when you're a member, you get access to a lot of awesome tools that we've developed to help you become better at English faster. For all of the details, just visit the website, qlips.com. But that's not the only thing you can do to support us. You could also follow us on social media, like YouTube and Instagram. You could tell your friends who are learning English to check us out, or you could leave us a five-star rating and review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. If you want to get in touch with us, our email address is contact at culips.com, and we'd love to hear from you. That's it for us for now, but we'll be back soon with another brand new episode, and we'll talk to you then. Goodbye. Bye, guys.